Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Woo Wings, a virtual restaurant concept from the man himself, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Enjoy the legendary flavors and world championship wings by ordering with your Uber Eats or Postmates app. Woo Wings is now open in Nashville, San Antonio, Jacksonville, Florida, as well as Huntsville and Tuscaloosa in Alabama, with many more locations coming soon. Try the only chicken wings worthy of carrying the name of the 16-time world heavyweight champion. Tell them, Nate. Woo Wings, legendary flavors, world championship wings. Woo! Woo Wings. Yeah. Woo woo. Sitting in for Conrad Thompson. And you're listening to What Happened When, and I'm going to bring in my friend, the voice of your childhood, the man, the myth, the legend, the happiest man on the planet, Mr. Tony Schiavone. How are you, sir? Hey, Clone Rad. Let me tell you something about Clone Rad. (laughs) So I look on Twitter, and I see this person's name, Clone Rad Thompson. And I look, and I say, what dumbass... Would name himself Clone Rad Thompson. And then I'm reading through the tweets and I realize it's Cassia. It's fucking Cassia. <laughs> well, I changed it because some, you know, I, I weekly co host the Road Dog podcast. So you didn't know. And uh, once I took over, some guy said, Well, this guy is just a hillbilly Clone Rad Thompson wannabe. And I thought, wow. Well, by the way, if I, if I end up being as successful as Conrad, I'll sign that up. I mean, just sign me up for it. So I just embraced Clone Rad Thompson here. And now here we are. You have to deal with me as your co-host and Dirty Dave Silva as your producer. Mm. Could we create a worse scenario for you today? It's a being possible to. 
it would be impossible. But well, I've brought in top guy Eddie Prather to be our co-host. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Eddie would Eddie would do would do like this. <laughs> oh, I knew that Eddie. was the only level I had. Eddie. <laughs> Eddie is such a nice guy. We give him so much crap. Yes, he's great. He really is. And speaking of hillbillies, and you said you were a hillbilly version of Conrad. Yes. Uh, hello to ten- to all the Tennessee Volunteer fans. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. Enough of that. You've uh, throttled them. Did everybody yeah. forget Georgia was good? Uh, I think I, I think the nation did. Yeah. And obviously the the uh, the idiots who uh, who picked the. Uh, the college playoffs. football playoffs yeah. did too, but I get it. They had beaten Alabama, and then once you beat Alabama, it's like, oh, oh, you beat Alabama. Well, LSU did too. So, Ooh. yeah, how about that? Ooh. Is this why Conrad's not here today? No, Conrad. Uh, Alabama just got beat by LSU. Mm. Conrad's on the beach. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Free Willie. <laughs> <laughs> Well, He's on the beach. Tan fat's better looking than white fat. So. That's what Arn Anderson always says, yep. but I don't know, man. <laughs> you don't know? He's pretty damn fat, is Arn. You've seen it white and tan. It's still fat. You know? It's still fat. <laughs> it's still fat. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, it's good to be <sighs> with you, man. I have a lot of fun with you. All right, time out. We got to take a break right now. I want to brag on something that I did to save some money. And you know I love saving money. Well, how about this? I found out that there was, uh, well, a lot of waste in my household. We signed up for a lot of stuff we never used once we went back to work. Remember at the start of the pandemic, man, we all signed up for like every streaming service in the world. I used to tell my wife, I feel like we've reached the end of TV. Well, it turns out that once we got going again, we don't watch or listen to any of that stuff anymore. So I signed up for something pretty cool. It used to be known as True Bill, and now it's Rocket Money. Let me explain. I was wasting money and I didn't even know it. Are you wasting money on subscriptions? Well, it turns out like 80% of people have subscriptions. They just forgot about maybe for you. It's like an unused Amazon prime account or a Hulu account that never gets streamed. Well, there's this great app that helps me keep track of it all. Every one of my expenses like that. And because of it, I'm no longer wasting money on subscriptions. I don't even use now we're talking about rocket money and I can't recommend it enough. This app shows you all of your subscriptions in one place, and it cancels what you don't want for you. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't even know you were paying for. You may even find out that you've been double charged for a subscription, and that was our circumstance. My wife signed up on her card. I signed up on mine. We were just using one account. We were paying twice for the same doggone thing. Now, to cancel a subscription, all you have to do is press cancel. That's it. Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Cancel unnecessary subscriptions with Rocket Money today. Go to rocketmoney.com slash WHW. Seriously, it can save you hundreds of dollars per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash WHW. We're going to have a blast, man. We uh we got a great show today, man. This is yeah. old school, back in the archives, a little world championship wrestling. Mm-hmm. November 14th, 1987. Yeah. Tony Schiavone. This is leading up to Starcade 87. Of course, Starcade 87 was Thanksgiving in Chicago. And it's also kind of leading up to a time where, well, Jim Crockett promotions pulled out of Greensboro and, and the Omni 
uh, their territory, so to speak, and moved Starcade to Chicago. And that got there was a lot of backlash there to that. Fans thinking that, hey, you know, this is us. This Starcade is us. And now, yeah. but uh, Jim Crockett Promotions wanted to be seen as a more quote unquote worldly or national promotion than just a regional promotion. And I, and I equate it to, uh, I kind of equate it to NASCAR, what they have done. You know, NASCAR was a oh. Southern sport, right? Yeah. And now all of a sudden NASCAR, not all of a sudden, it's it's happened for many, many years. They're in Las Vegas. They're in Chicago. They're all over. And, and, and I, as you can tell from promotions today, Chicago yeah. is a great wrestling town. Right. If you can establish yourself there. That's a big thing as a promotion. But back to shitting on NASCAR, which I love to do. Um, <laughs> I, I think NASCAR alienated a lot of its fan base. And By I spreading think, out? Yeah, I do. And I think that's why NASCAR, listen, I know there are NASCAR fans out there, and I know NASCAR is very popular, but you, there's no way that NASCAR is as popular now as it was when Dale Earnhardt and Richard Petty were driving. No way. I used to be all in. Yeah, and me too. Right. Every one of my friends used to be all in. Right. Played the video games, the whole deal. Right. right. And now it's just eh. don't give yeah, don't give a damn anymore. Absolutely don't. So there you go, NASCAR. Thank you for being around. <laughs> Tell, <clears throat> let us know when you got a big race coming up and we'll do something else. Uh at this time, like you said, uh Tony, twelve days away at this time from Thanksgiving and Starcade. Yeah. Uh to let everybody know what was happening back then, a WWF was building to the first Survivor series booked for the same night as Starcade eighty seven. Right. Chi-Town Heat. JCP booked New York City's Nassau Coliseum the night before Starcade two, headlining with a war games match. Mm. Uh Strike Force beat the Heart Foundation for the WWF tag team titles last week. The Midnight Rockers and the Rock and Roll RPMs were trading the AWA Southern Tag Team titles. I know you'll remember this was the Max Hedrum incident in Chicago. Do you remember that, Tony? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember Max Hedrum? Uh, talking head, animated. Yeah. Oh, uh, of course I do. Yeah, the the actor is, uh, has been around doing a lot of things. At this time in history, um, somebody put on a Max Hedrum mask and hijacked two TV stations feeds and interrupted their broadcast, their news broadcast as Max Hedrum. Wow. Yeah. That was a, that was a big deal. And, uh, of course the number one song in the country, Tony, I know you'll love it. I think we're alone now by Tiffany. <laughs> I love eighties music. Cassio. think we're alone now. Doesn't seem to be anyone around. Yes, I knew I could get you to sing Tiffany. That's what I. Uh, that's what I sing to Rebel all the time, and she just <laughs> she just rolls her eyes at me. <clears throat> well, do you want to get into some wrestling, Tony Schiavone? Uh, do I have to? No, of course I do. <laughs> yeah, we. The sooner we start this, the sooner this thing. Goes. <laughs> it's over. Okay, again, let's go. Let's go, everybody. The Peacock. Season three, episode 45. That is season three, episode 45, uh, November 14th, 1987. A couple of uh, pretty cool things here. We are going to have uh, a Starcade control center. Ooh. We're going to hear from Dusty. We're going to hear from Arn. We're going to hear from Flair. We're going to hear from Luger. Uh, the sheep herders are going to be in this show. Mm, the uh, sheep herders. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think, I think, by God, we're going to hear from Shaska Watley again. 
for the first time in a long time. The uh, jive tones, baby. Yeah, yeah. and I think <clears throat> I think that Mighty Wilbur is going to be in here as well, if you can remember him. So <laughs> We've got some fake questions at the end, and okay. uh, one of them is regarding Mighty Wilbur. All right. With that in mind, let's cue up Steph Chesney, and here we go. High quality already. already. Yeah, I know what. Uh, basically, uh, this high quality stuff right here is. Uh, you can tell this has been uh, from a VHS, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's, uh, it's, it's already, already skipping, skipping and, and, and dragging. And dragging. And, yeah. In case you're just, case listening, you're just it's listening, listening, it's a cold, it's a cold open. open. It's in the middle right. of. Middle uh, of uh, is that Kendall Wyndham? Uh, Larry's it, Abisco? Yeah, it does seem to be. Yeah. Uh, this was not aired on the show. Kendall misses his crossbody, and the camera freezes. Right on the collision, you're going to see right. here. Yeah. Absolutely it is. So, uh, and I'm having trouble with my, uh, oh, there we go. I was saying oh. I'm having trouble. We're at 52 seconds in, World Championship Wrestling. <laughs> there he is. There he is. Professional Wrestling. Isn't it? It really is. Our fans are great. And you know, because the countdown is on to Starcade 87, Chi-Town Heat, it's not too far down the road. We're going to go to the Starcade Control Center a little bit later on here today. And also, as always, the top stars in the world of wrestling. Dr. Death Steve Williams is with us, a UWF heavyweight champion. We'll talk to Dusty and Nikita, the superpowers. Rick Flair is here. The world champion Ron Garvin is here, David. And also, we saw at the top of the program that Larry Zabisco is also here with us. And he's here along with a lady that you may have saw uh, seen in the uh, quarter of your screen right there. We're going to let her come out here also mm, today, mm. too. Baby doll. Listen, you talked about Dr. Death Steve Williams. I tell you what, we want to hear from him because we've heard from Barry Wyndham, but not Dr. Death. Dr. Dust, Steve Williams, obviously one of the top athletes in the world. Great football player of Oklahoma. Let's bring in, though, right now, Ron Simmons, talking about great athletes in the world of wrestling. Ron, good to see you back again. I know your career is really taking off. Good to see you, Tony. You know, i just like to say, everybody's come out here and given their version of what Starcade's going to be like. Well, let me give you mine. Hmm. I'd just like to say I can kick anybody's ass on this in this show. Damn right you can. <laughs> and there's two brothers that have been on my trail that seem to have forgotten what it's like. You get up in the morning and have to fight your brother because you both want to wear the same pair of pants to school. That seems oh, to have oh. forgotten what it's like to come home and ask your mother what's for dinner, only to see the tears well up in her eyes and hear her say nothing because the stamp didn't come this month. Well, not me. We're going to find out once and for all, Jive Tones, who's bad. Ron Simmons talking about the Jive Tones, and they're with us here today also. Okay, fans, let's go to the ring for more action. FSU chant breaking out there. Yeah, uh, the Jive Tones, by the way, uh, Shaska Watley, and I believe Tiger Conway. Nicely done there. Yeah, so uh, I'm telling you, Ron, uh, basically we are starting out the show with two legitimate badasses. If you would have put Ron Simmons 
and Dr. Death Steve Williams, who's wrestling right now in the ring. Uh, if you would have put them together as a tag team and say, okay, uh, this is a shoot. Yeah. No one would have beaten them. No chance. No chance. Just two, <laughs> no chance. No, just two legitimate badasses. Uh, By the way, Dr. Death is taking on Rex King here. Mm-hmm. Doc is the uh, UWF heavyweight champion. Right. And this Rex, Rex King of- this Rex King is a combination of Dick Slater and uh, and Sam Houston. He had him by the goozle there, I think. (laughs) Had him by the goozle. Dr. Death's a big old boy, man. (laughs) That's a lot of meat right there, bro. Oh, oh, fuck. What was that? That was Rex King saying, okay, I'm going (laughs) to. They locked up right now. Rex King said, okay, I'm going to arm drag you down. And Dr. Death said, the fuck you are. (laughs) (laughs) So he went the other way with him. So now Rex is going to pay for that, as you can see. (laughs) <laughs> man doc he's got some lettuce right there brother that's a good head of hair yeah man yeah i am jealous yeah okay doctor says uh, here we Oof. go mm. did you ever go with the uh have you ever had the fu man cheese stash no never had the fu man cheese stash no but I brought back the mullet, as you probably know. Yeah, oh yeah, that's yeah. looking sharp. Yeah, man, I, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it for a couple of reasons. Uh, number one, I I love the eighties, uh, <laughs> and number two, uh, just uh, I like to give low a shit. Uh, <laughs> By the way, you've got uh, Doctor Death just went over, lifts him after one count, got the gorilla press slam. Chop block and then the power slam ends it there. Yeah. He's going to take the podium, I believe, too. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Along and Starcade is upon us, and I know your friend Barry Woodham, you guys are going head to head in Starcade. Starcade, one of the biggest things in professional wrestling today, will be the biggest thing. Millions and millions of people will be watching this. Barry Wyndham. Barry Wyndham. You know, a lot of people see it. You are. A heck of a wrestler. I'm a Barry Windham fan. Barry Windham. We're going to be wrestling one-on-one. It's just like a football game or a wrestling match. It's just like that day for the big time. The big match. Barry, when we get in that ring, no friends, no ties, nothing. It's one-on-one. And may the best man win, Barry. I know you're a heck of an athlete. I know you train hard. Well, here's a wrestling machine, a machinery that's gone all over the world, internationally. And I've carried that belt for a long time now. It took me a long time to get it. A lot of people stabbing my back. Well, Starcade, when all the people see it, you and me, it's not going to be a fight. It's going to be a wrestling match, Barry. I don't want to fight you, and I know you don't want to fight me. All we're going to get down is some wrestling. Some wrestling technique, as I show the people in the ring. An arm drag, a single leg, go behind, a stretch, a guillotine. I'll name all the above. I know everything about wrestling. I've been in the business a long time now. And let me say one thing. May the best man win. All right, from the dock, Dr. F. Steve Williams, and we're coming right back. Don't go away. Mm. Wow. Tony, was he a, uh, I mean, I know he's got to hit the gym. Was he a gym rat, or was he just one of them big country strong dudes? No, nah, he, he hit the gym. 
Ron oh, hit it harder? Who hit yeah. it oh, the hardest? Ron? Uh, Ron did, probably. Momentum is building towards Thanksgiving and start K-87. Chi-Town heat from Chicago. And don't forget, over 100 closed-circuit locations, one very close to you. As you know already, a big six... Check out that mullet, baby. Looking good. With Freebird, Michael Hayes, and gorgeous Jimmy Garvin to take on the team of Larry Zabisco, Rick Steiner, and Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert. Dr. Dust Steve Williams will defend the UWF heavyweight title against the number one contender, Barry Windham. On a scaffold, the Skywalker match. The Rock and Roll Express will go up against the Midnight Express along with Jim Cornette. And also during Starcade, you will see the unification of the NWA and UWF World Television titles, Nikita Koloff against Terry Taylor. And then you'll see for the NWA World Tag Team title, the home team, the Road Warriors, in Chicago going after the champions Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson world tag team huddle on the line and then in a cage Dusty Rhodes will put his career on the line 90 days as he'll go up against the total baggage Lex Luger for that U.S. heavyweight title in a cage and then also in a cage for the world heavyweight title no disqualification no time limit the nature boy Ric Flair against the champion the man with the hands of stone Ron Garvin we're with Mr. Jim Crockett the president of the wrestling network I know the excitement is right upon us Mr. Crockett but what else do you have planned for us for Starcade? Starcade 87, we have one stipulation <laughs> left to add. Dusty Rhodes gave in to every one of James J. Dillon and Lex Luger's demands, and we can't change that, but we can do one thing, and we have assigned Johnny Weaver as keeper of the key to mm -hmm. lock and unlock the door. Johnny, you'll have the key that night. It's certainly a privilege to be in Starcade and part of Starcade 87 in Chicago. It's a thing that wrestlers, everybody in our profession strives to be a part of. Check out that forehead, dude. Looks like a uh, Kroger Savings barcode you chant, you scan to get some savings on your groceries. It's the Super Bowl. It's the World Series. It's the big event in wrestling for the year. And I know a lot of this happened between Dusty Rhodes, Lex Luger. Uh -huh. That's 40% off the milk right there. You scan that for you. and James J. Dillon has happened. But when those two wrestlers crawl in a ring and I take that key and lock the lock on the door, it's going to be uh -huh. man and, uh, one man on one man. Ten cents off gas. You scan that for you, brother. Nobody's going to get out. Okay, Johnny Weaver keeping the keys during Starcade, Dusty Rhodes and Lex Luger. Lex oh, Talking about one of the stars of professional wrestling. That's a very big part of everything going on. Keeper of the key, Special man. The mighty Wilbur. He came into the NWA and he went right up against Paul Jones and his men. Let's take a look at what happened with Paul Jones and the Mighty Wilbur. Uh, the, the Mighty! mighty. Okay, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's clearly Conrad. Oh, God. Wilbur had enough of Paul Jones. He looks like Dan Severn in a cowboy hat. <laughs> it's. <laughs> Boom! need to bring back the uh, overall shorts. You think that's a good look, Tom? No. <laughs> okay. There you have it, the mighty Wilbur and Paul Jones and his men out to destroy that man in professional wrestling. We are with the mighty Wilbur on our Star Kick Control Center. Wilbur, good to see you. Good to have you with us. Nice, nice being here, it's all happened very quickly for you in professional wrestling. You've signed against Ivan Koloff for Starcade. Well, the last three or four years out in Hayward, California, I've been hearing a lot, a lot about these Starcades. Ivan Koloff, you know, you've really got on my bad side. Mm-hmm. And I, come Starcade 87, I'm going to take care of Ivan Koloff once and for all. As far as that pudding head, Paul Jones, I hope he sticks his face in the <laughs> ring. 
That's all I can say. You know, I'm a, <laughs> I just hope he get putting Ned sticks his face in the ring. Okay. <laughs> Put it on it once and for all. The mighty Wilbur. Puddinghead, Paul Jones, right? Yeah, okay. okay. Fans, who do you think is going to win or lose during the Did I mention uh, I called him Puddinghead? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, how you doing? How, how big's Mighty Wilbur? Uh, I don't, I don't, he's just big fat son of a bitch. I don't know how. Hey, let's, uh, <laughs> he's a big fat son of a bitch. Before we get to, uh, PSAs here, let's, okay. uh, Let's take a break. We're going to pause it uh, to get a sp- uh, to get an ad in here. Three, two, one. We're at eleven minutes and thirty six seconds in. All right, Tony, thirty six. You got it, brother. We got to tell everybody. I mean, you think Mighty Wilbur could have handled Manscape? Uh, I think Mighty Wilbur may have may have needed Manscape. <laughs> Well, this holiday season, we'll be giving thanks to our friends at Manscaped. Everyone loves turkey and stuffing, but you'll be looking like dessert with the help of Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming have blessed you with the ultimate Thanksgiving dinner topic. Tell your in-laws about your new cutting-edge ball trimmer and gift yourself or the man in your life the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Trim your pumpkins by going to manscaped.com and use code WHW for free shipping and 20% off. Tone, will you be gifting all your boys the Manscaped products this Christmas? I'll be gifting them uh, some uh, of the uh, ball, the crop preserver, which is a ball oh. deodorant that you use right, right out of the shower, buddy. Love that stuff. Uh, the uh, crop reviver is a toner spray. I, I use those, uh, those crop wipes. Ball oh, wipes. do you? Oh, yeah. I use them. And, uh, and have, then, you, uh, have you hooked up with the body wash yet? I have not. No, yes. I have hooked up with the body wash. Manscaped body wash. Yeah. Here, here's what I do. Okay. Here's my routine. All right. In the shower, I use the Manscaped body wash, lather them up really good, yeah. the whole body, get out, use a crop preserver. You got the Manscaped body buffer? Uh, I don't have the body buffer yet. Cool. But uh, use the... Uh, We'll spray the cop reviver. And then in the off days, I just use the uh, the wipes. And uh, so I'm always clean down there. Because Are you, uh... as Bobby Heenan once told me, and this is pre-Manscaped, yeah. okay? Yeah. Bobby Heenan would like, would take his, uh, would take some cologne, okay? And he would spray down there. <laughs> and I would say, why are you doing that? And he said, because you never know. That's a fact, by the way. <laughs> because you never know. And that's that's as much as he would say. And I would think, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you never know, my okay. friend. So uh, do you uh do you leave, do you go trim everything or are you just taking the top off? I mean, do you leave some for dick hair wishes? <laughs> no, I, I I trim I trim them clean. All right, trim okay. them clean, my friend. And dick hair wishes. <laughs> God, that's a, my God, it's a real thing. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, it's a real thing. Gifting Manscaped is a real thing as well. It's the ultimate hack to become the family favorite. All they got to do, Tone, is get 20% off and free shipping with the code WHW at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use WHW. Be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all from Manscaped. Your balls will thank you and 
you know, you never know. Somebody else might thank you. Like I said, you never know. I got to get that toner. Does it tighten things up down there? <laughs> What's the toner? What's the toner do? Does it tighten things up? Oh, yeah. No, there are exercises what? for that, dude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want them smooth as eggs. Okay. Is that what the toner does? Uh, it it just tones things. It, it tones, tones things. things. <laughs> it tones things. You ready? I'm ready. Let's get back to some wrestling. Push play in three, two, one, play. We are at 11, 37, 38. Here we're getting ready for a big match here. Mm. Michael Hayes, Jimmy Garvin with Precious, Eric Long, and Gary Phelps. The new fabulous Freebirds, my friend. I always look at this and and think, how cool was Michael Hayes? He was Incredible. absolutely one of the coolest. Do I mean, if think, he came out like that today, he'd be the coolest. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think that Michael realized back in 1987 that, well, years later, I would become a fucking toad? I, I don't know. He just... <laughs> just he just, he's anything but cool now. I just, How about those uh, glitter pants with mm-hmm. the, the straps? Oh, geez. That's one of, that's that's one of Jimmy Garvin's. That's a good look for Jimmy Garvin. That is one of Jimmy Garvin's uh, trademarks. Really oh, he's is. getting the butt shimmy going. Oh, he loves it, buddy. <laughs> I like that. We can really lock up, kick him in the midsection. Oh, that was awesome. Good stuff. Good I, stuff. I, I literally don't remember ever seeing that. Yeah. Hey, I do want to say that uh, we have uh, – Conrad and I have watched Starcade 87. It's in the archives of what happened when. And we saw the Dr. Death Steve Williams uh, do a promo about his wrestling match with Barry Windham. Yeah. Little, little, little did he know at that time, as he was doing the promo, that during that match, that there would be an incident where he would try to uh, leapfrog Barry Windham, and Barry Windham's head would hit him. Uh-oh. That was not good. No, and Jimmy Garvin's making him pay for it now, because the kid right. didn't go up. The kid didn't go up with him. No, and, no, and, he and, didn't help him Garvin, at all. And buddy Garvin is really pissed right now. Oh, uh, these are That's a these stiff. are real. Yeah, these are stiff. He took the, the straps not, off his overalls. Yeah, kid did not go up. So a little didn't know that uh, that match would be uh, marred by head to the dick. Head to the dick, <laughs> which is a very famous Conrad line. I was about uh, to say, yeah. if you haven't seen that, please go in the archives. It's uh, an all-timer. It is an all-timer. And? Uh, th- watch out, this kid. Oh! Mm. Yeah, this kid. One time, if you don't do if you do not do what they say, you are fucked. Uh, oh, even, the, even that back shot looks mm-hmm. stiff. Yeah. They are honing in on Phelps. This is where we really enjoyed it as announcers. Well, if you yeah, if you go back and watch this, David Crockett is demanding more, man. He's loving it. <laughs> David just, gets excited over new meat during this. Yeah, okay. Just watch. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Uh, the one count and then stops it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and as you can see, the crowd is very much got a bunch of Goofballs, hell, they may be kids from Georgia Tech. Who knows? Because uh, Georgia Tech is like right there, really close. I mean, right next door, actually. Um, is there alcohol served here? No. 
Not at a TV studio, I don't think. There's no refreshments. You just freaking come in, dude. <laughs> really? Yeah. Now, this show is hour 20. How long would they be there with no, no refreshments? Oh, they'd be, the, they'd Two be there. Two hours? Oh, probably three, maybe four, because we a lot of times we would tape championship wrestling afterwards. Uh-oh. This guy does not want to get in. Do you blame him? No, he, he saw he saw. Oh, yeah. I don't this know where is they, not good. I don't know where they got these lugs from. You know, now today, when we go out in AEW, and we have, uh, and we bring in what we call local talent. Yeah. All, all these, all these guys and girls have wrestled on the independent circuit because the independent circuit is really big. I mean, you know, um, but I'm, back in the day, I don't know where these guys came from and I guess I should know. I mean, these were just Eric Long and Gary Phelps. They weren't uh, crowd favorites on the indie scene in Atlanta. No, the, I don't think the, the indie scene was what I know the indie scene yeah. wasn't what it was today. Crowd chanting for Precious, by the way. Mm-hmm. I don't blame him. I mean, look, yeah, did we say they worked stiff a couple times here because they didn't help him out? Yes, but also, they just know how to work the crowd. They work the ring perfect. Yep. I yeah. mean, they're just so good. And these, these two guys are like, at their wrestling, they have no concept of what to do. And that's, un- that's unfortunate. Big elbow. Bulldog. And that's going to be it. Mm-hmm. All right. Good. Yeah, Looking man. good. So I think we're going to go to an interview after this with, uh, we got a Ric Flair package, baby. Oh, do we? Coming up next? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Woo! All right. Yeah, we're going to get some Mr. Flair here. We got we got a locked up screen. <laughs> oh, here we go. Let's track it. What you call kicking it in the high gear for Starcade, Gorgeous Jimmy and Michael Hayes with first. Well, I gotta tell you something. If you don't have it in high gear by now, you're gonna be sitting in the back of the bus when it comes down to them counting reds. Now the fact is this, everybody knows it. It's a make it or break it situation. And me and Michael P.S. Hayes, along with Sting, don't have any plans of breaking nothing. We have a lot of plans of 
I'm making it. And that's exactly what we're going to do. Now, there's no doubt in my mind that as Starcade grows even closer and closer, I can tell because I can't sleep much at night, Michael. I didn't sleep at all last night. You know what I mean? Talk to me. Oh, my brother, my brother Ronnie Grover in the hands of stone. There's no doubt in my mind is going to stay the world heavyweight champion that still drives a used pickup truck, and I like that. So Starcade is here. It's on top of us. And Michael Hayes, I got another thing to say, and then I'm going to turn the ball to you. And that is we don't care who the world tag team champions are. If it's the Road Warriors, which it probably will be, or Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard, whoever the two of them are going to hold those titles are going to have to deal with gorgeous Jimmy Garvin and Michael Hayes because that's what we want. Right, Mike? That's right. You know, I've said it many times, but it's going to start on the 25th in New York City as the NWA flies in and takes over. And I said, over New York City. And then we will be up all night long again. And when that morning sunrise, that tequila sunrise, it's the horizon in NYC. We hop on that jet plane and head for Starcade, Chi-Town, the heat is on baby i want you to understand for every winner that walks out of the chicago pavilion there will be a loser walking out people will be losing their careers possibly they will lose their titles and million dollars they will be losing million dollar egos but I want you to know something. Jimmy Garvin and Michael P.S. Hayes ain't lost nothing yet and gaining a step and a half every time we set out to run. Right. So set this down. Arnie right. Tully or be at the Road Warriors. Right. Nobody's beat us yet and ain't nobody gonna do it. All right, fans, let's go back to the ring. All right. Now we got Rick Steiner and Keith Steinborn. Mm-hmm. Young Rick Steiner here, Tony. You know what I was just thinking? Because they they mentioned Sting's name uh, yeah. during this. And uh, I was kind of looking up uh, everybody who was wrestling at Starcade. All right. Ric Flair, Ron Garvin, Dusty Rhodes, Lex Luger, Arn and Tully, Road Warriors, oh. Nikita, Terry Taylor, Rock and Roll Express, Midnight Express, Dr. Death, Barry Windham, Eddie Gilbert, Larry Zabisco, Rick Steiner, Jimmy Garvin, Michael Hayes, Sting. Now, if you, okay, those are the guys who wrestled that night. There is only one guy who is still really active, and that's Sting. That's Isn't incredible. That yeah. That is incredible. Also, I think the yeah. Rock and Roll Express, didn't they just have their final match or something like that and retired? Yeah, and he's still, uh, he's still wrestling with his son, Kerry. Okay, so he is still wrestling. So Ricky Morton and Sting are the only two still active. And, of course, Sting doesn't wrestle the, uh, the schedule he had back then because the schedule was crazy back then, right. but, but still, yeah. And by the way, if you just said, Hey, this is a, this is a wrestling hall of fame. Almost all of them are in there. I yeah. mean, that was a lineup and a half son. Yeah. Young Steiner here is fighting Keith Steinborn. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. he just, he started off by just list, lifting him up and tossing him like nothing. Yeah, Rick Steiner is one of those in with, uh, as we were talking about, Dr. Death and Ron Simmons, right? Yeah. He's one of those guys that you just didn't want to fuck with. Look at those. Look at the the traps on him. The trapezes. He's incredible. They're, they're, they're sitting up like, they're like two softballs on these shoulders. If you did create a wrestler on a video game, it, it'd look yeah. like him. Yeah, it would. Yeah. You go, man, I created a badass wrestler if it looks like him. 
just ripped, cut. Good looking gear too. Yeah, he always liked the different colored uh, boots. That was Rick Steiner. <laughs> he was something, man. He still is something. I can't remember if I've told you or not, but I, I remember in the late 90s, uh, my family used to, of course, you know, I'm a good redneck. So we uh, we vacationed in Panama City every year. Sure. <laughs> and we went to this little place uh, called uh, the Sunnyside Cafe. And uh, I showed up one day. I was late high school, maybe early college, but I think late high school. And I look over at the uh, cafe eating breakfast, and it's uh, Rick Steiner in his SpongeBob SquarePants T-shirt with his fam, and uh, he's eating with Big Boss Man and his mm. fam. And I, <laughs> I thought, well, I'm not supposed to be seeing this. This is <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see this. These are two big badasses. I don't need them building sandcastles in their SpongeBob T-shirt. With their families. I mean, I, you know, you know, it's a thing, but it was one of those, what what are we doing here? And then I, of course I saw them the rest of the week, like I said, on the beach, everything. And I'm like, I can't see this. He gets to one, two, three. My favorite is if you go back and watch this, David Crockett yelled, oh yeah, four times in a row. (laughs) My favorite was when they, when they dumped this poor sap out in front of those kids, those kids are jumping on him, buddy. (laughs) Look at that slam. Boom. You know what that is. What's that? We're about to have the spam slam of the week, my friend. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Hormel, oh, baby. Okay, we got to track this. Hang on. World champion Ron Garvin knows how to flatten people Ooh. with his patented Garvin stomp. And Alan Martin knows how it feels and knows why right now. Ron Garvin is the man wearing the gold belt. Ron Garvin with our spam slam of the week. Spam Slam is brought to you by Hormel, makers of Spam and other grocery products. <laughs> Maker of Spam. Right now, the hottest tape in the wrestling industry is the danger zone. And unless you walk in the danger zone like the American dream, you'll never know what it is till you buy one of these tapes. The danger zone. Your way, baby. We are back at the superpowers, Dusty Rhodes and Kitakola. Tony, where do you get all these great people? Where do they come from? Right here, the great Tony Valada. That's why I like these people. I got a question for you. How many days to Starcade, Tony? We have about 12 days to Starcade. I tell you, Tony, I wish I could go to sleep tonight. Wake up tomorrow, and it would be Starcade. That's how bad I want to be in Starcade. Tony Taylor, Eddie Gilman. You know what I think Tony Schiavone is? The wrestling world has his eyes on Jim Crockett promotion. Let me tell you what a good check is. You go ask Dr. Death, Steve Williams, Rod Simmons, Nikita Koloff, Barry Windham, Ric Flair, Roddy Garvin, Dusty Rhodes, the fabulous Michael Hayes, Gregor Jimmy Garvin, all 
all of them what it's like to put them boots on and walk out on this program with a little brag, a little gut brag. That's what Starcade 87 is all about. That's what this product on this TV is all about. Everything else, it does not exist, baby. Jim Craig Promotions has the greatest athletes, the greatest event in the history of 1987 in Chi-County. Let's look up. The total package. You put them boots on, you tie them tight. When they put that cage up and shut down, and I lay my life on the line, better. When I lay it out on the line, it's yours for the taking. You say you want to be the legend. If you do so bad, daddy, all you got to do, Hoss, is come beat the legend, Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes and Makita Kala. Let's go back to the ring. Mm. Wow, I tell you, uh, that was a uh, that was a, a hardcore Dusty Rhodes promo. All you got to do, Hoss, is beat the legend, Dusty yeah. Rhodes, my friend. Dusty would cut those on a day when he was stressed out. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I could just tell, I mean, I, I can go back and watch dusty Rhodes interviews and could tell when he was, uh, feeling good, angry or stressed out. I, I can just tell, I just knew dusty so well. And there was a what case. What would be that, the tale? Uh, just the intensity of the interview. Okay. The more stressed he was, the more intense. Yep. The more, uh, the more jovial the interview. Yeah. Oh, look at this fucker. Oh, we were watching, uh, Ricky Santana and Bob Emery. Yeah. Bob Emery again, another guy who didn't want to go up. <laughs> A lot of dudes not going up. No, they, I don't, I don't get it, man. Emery got the, uh, brown hair and the blue trunks here. Uh-huh. Yep. Ricky Santana. I saw Ricky, uh, uh, when I was doing, uh, MLW a couple years ago down in Florida. Uh, he came around, saw him. First time I'd seen him in a long time. He's got a good mullet here. Yeah. High and tight. Son. Come on, Ricky, the ladies were chanting. Ricky and I got into a little uh, uh, little fender bender one time. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, okay, so uh, we're at the uh, we're at the, uh, the uh, FBO or the private where we're getting on on one of the Crockett planes. And I got my little white grand am open the door. He comes driving by <laughs> nailed my Wait, door. He hit your door. Yep. Oh, I thought you meant you were riding together. He hit no, you. He hit my door. Yeah. I was, <laughs> I, was get, I was getting out. When God damn Ricky. <laughs> How much did it mess up your grand am? I, I can't remember, but I know it messed it up. And I drove around with a door like that for a while because, you know, I wasn't making much money and couldn't afford it. All right, here's oh. David and Ricky Santana. This should yeah. be classic. It's a pleasure to be out here in front of all these great fans and the people on the Superstation. Starcade's right around the corner. There's going to be some winners and there's going to be some losers. Yeah. And my money is on Dusty Rhodes and Ronnie Garvin. Girl, they see toda la gente latina. Yeah, 
lo que todo el mundo quiere, lo que todos luchamos para el campeonato del mundo. Y cuando termine el Stark, hey, todavía no se lo vas a tener, te lo garantizo. Thank you very much. Thank you. I hate to miss and represent the new kid on the block, but there's no way in hell Ronnie Gavin could ever defeat the greatest heavyweight champion known to man. Excuse me. It is this simple. Four times he has carried the gold in Starkade, an unprecedented fifth time. Now, Lex Luger, again. There is no way in hell. Kevin Sullivan never knew how to look at the camera. He always looked at himself in the monitor. Rex Luger, you got muscles, but you don't have it here. Brother, the American dream is hard, cold, steel, evil in a cage. You see, Shutdown Heat, it is his very existence. It is the reason why, when he gets up in the morning, he is the American dream. He is the American dream because it beats in his heart. You can hear the heartbeat of America. And the other thing is, Steve, Dr. Death Williams, you look to like to me the greatest upcoming wrestler in the world today. And if I had to pick one man that could even come close to defeating Ric Flair, it would be the UWF heavyweight champion, you see. Barry Windham, you got no chance against Steve Dr. Death Williams. Well, fans, we'll see about that. We'll have more right after this. Oh, Dusty Rhodes package. Yeah. We're going to get a Dusty Rhodes package here. Yeah. Uh, boy, well, Kevin Sullivan was worked up into a lather, brother. Yeah, I know. Uh, Kevin, uh, you know, Kevin, if you go back and you think, uh, if I think about the great uh, bookers I work with, what the, did you see that door? What? Yeah. Okay. Oh, now he's coming out of it. Oh, now he's coming out of the door. <laughs> I didn't get it. They went dusty roads. They just went to a door. Like, whoops. <laughs> okay. Uh, when I think about the great book, Kevin Sullivan was a, was a great booker. I mean, back in the, back in the heyday of, of, of WCW, you know, and Nitro, uh, Kevin was the booker, man. So, of course, you know, you know uh, as any booker, he had to go with what you know talent wanted to do, but he was great. What that that's been an amazing thing for me as just a casual fan, and then getting into uh, you know talk to people in the business uh, yep. through ad free shows and everything we're doing. You and Road Dog and Eric Bischoff and everybody. Uh, I, I I me as a fan didn't appreciate all that Kevin Sullivan did afterwards. I mean, right. you, we saw this. 87 version and, and later, but I mean, he has been a mind in the business behind the scenes for a long, long time. Oh yeah. Incredible. He was, he really was. And, uh, so now BT Washington and El Negro will be facing Arn Anderson, Telly Blanchard. I thought it was funny cause I have on my, on my, uh, my watch along part here. If you're watching along with us, I have the, uh, had the subtitles on, right? Oh, and Ricky Santana, when he started speaking Spanish, the subtitle says, speaking in a foreign language. <laughs> Not speaking Spanish, speaking in a foreign language. Like they couldn't decipher which language it was. <laughs> yeah, right. Just, I mean, guys, I don't know. It's a foreign language. I got no time for that. Just just type it in, foreign language. Go. Hmm. By the way, El Negro is a... Large man. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing, buddy. Whoa, when he oh. got in the ring just then. Yeah. 
I didn't realize it, but holy smokes. Hmm. That is Tomas Diaz Mendoza. Okay. Viano the fourth. Oh, Viano four. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. He is the son of Ray Mendoza. Mm-hmm. Big boy. He's listed. Hmm. There's no oh. way this is him. No way this is Viano four. No, because they've got him at 5'11", 220. Unless oh, okay. Yeah, no, 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 no. This Wrong guy's guy. huge. Wrong guy. Not everything you read. <laughs> Not everything you read on the internet is for real. You know that, don't you? That's true. <laughs> That's right. It doesn't That's the only thing true about the internet is that not everything you read is true. That's right. Oh, Arn. Well, he got the big man up with no help, it looked like. Oh, both of them. Yeah, two of them. Boom. All right. Now's a good time to uh, take a pause here, Tony right. Shivani. We're going to take a pause in three, two, one, pause. Mm-hmm. I'm at 36 minutes and four seconds as we're about to get in to a Arn and Tully promo with you, sir. But we need to tell our listeners, Tony, about Miracle Brand. Winter is here. And for me, that means struggling to find the right temperature when I sleep. Recently found a way to stay at the Perfect temperature all night long using silver-infused bed sheets by Miracle Brand that were inspired by NASA. Tony, do you have a pair of these yet? I do have a pair of those, as a matter of fact. Have it on the uh, on the king-size bed in the master bedroom. Absolutely. Man, they, they change everything instantly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality. And if you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Brand's bed sheets. Inspired by silver-infused fabrics made by NASA, Miracle Brand makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. And by the way, I know if you've ever looked at Tony Schiavone's bed sheets, those old traditional bed sheets he's had, yeah, they can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that leads to acne, allergies, and stuffy noses. It's just gross. And Miracle Brand offers a whole line of self-cleaning, eco-friendly bedding, such as sheets, pillowcases, and comforters that prevent 99% of bacteria and require three times less laundry, Tony. Absolutely. Uh, it's And also, uh, Miracle Brand has its own detergent, too. Oh, you got the little sheets? The little sheets, right. Yeah, the little pieces of detergent. You just put yeah. that in. It's super easy. That's supposed to save you on your detergent cost as well. So it's saving you laundry time, so you don't have to wash it as many times. And now you're saving on your laundry, your de- your detergent price as well. Incredible stuff going on at Miracle Brand. I'm sleeping on them. On them. Tony Schiavone's sleeping on them. You can sleep on them as well. Go to trymiracle.com slash WHW to try it today or gift it to someone special this holiday season. Now's the perfect time to be getting those Christmas gifts, Tony. And they've got a special deal for WHW listeners. Save over 40% and be sure to use the promo code WHW at checkout to save even more and get three free towels. How about that, Tom? That's that's a deal, brother. That is a deal. 
Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't satisfied 100%, you're going to get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Brand. Go to trymiracle.com slash WHW and use the code WHW to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash WHW to treat yourself a friend or a loved one this holiday season. And thank you, Miracle Brand, for sponsoring this WHW episode. All right, let's get back into this a promo. Uh, we've got a couple of the horsemen here. We're going to start back. And we're at 36 minutes and four seconds. If you are following along, and we're going to go three, two, one, play. Just like that. JJ, how much does Animal weigh? Animal weighs probably 280 pounds. How much does Hawk weigh? Hawk weighs about 272. Okay, neither one of them. This guy, you just saw the double guard buster executed by Arn and Tully, the world's tag team champions, weighed 350 pounds. Now, if you people think we can't double guard buster one of the world warriors, you're sadly mistaken. Because Sightown E is exactly what it is, the hometown of the Road Warriors. And we're coming with all the gold, the limousines, all the prestige, all the glory. And when we walk out, we're walking out the same way we walked in. Because, big boys, it ain't talk no more. you got to come prove that you two are the baddest apple in the bushel. On a mm-hmm. night, Thanksgiving night, when the finest in our business sits down in that dressing room with their feet up and they're lacing those boots up, pulling up those knee pads, wondering, uh, number one, are they good enough to be associated with Cracker Promotions? Why are they fortunate enough to be in Starcade? Number three, as the butterflies make them nauseous, they go to the bathroom and puke a couple of times, maybe three. Wondering what it's like to go out in front of 30 million homes. There's going to be careers lost. There's going to be bones broken. The Road Warriors have got every man that ever lifted a weight in their life sitting at the edge of their seats saying, we want to shut up the horsemen, and these two powerlifters are the guys that can do it. You say you came from the streets. You came from the scum. Everything you got, you work for it. Well, Mr. What Tully Merchant and myself are are students of our business. We learn from everybody. We learn from Rhodes. We learn from the Road Warriors. Wyndham, Garvin, Rock and Roll. We take a little bit of experience from each of you, and we learn from it. And gentlemen, I dare any man to come and take what the horseman got because we worked for it. We earned it, and by God, after Star Kane, we'll still be champions. James J. Dillon, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, more right after this timeout. Double uh, gourd buster. Man, Arn, you had to do a promo, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, my man was lathered up, ready to go, son. Yes, sir, buddy. He was. You, came, you say you came from the streets. You came from the scum, Tony. Absolutely, man. We learned from Rhodes. We learned from everybody we wrestle. We are students of the game. Mm. Big mm. match here. We're going into... Ivan Koloff and the Warlord with Paul Jones versus Curtis Thompson and Max MacGyver. Well, you know who Curtis Thompson is? Curtis uh, Thompson was Firebreaker Chip. Remember Firebreaker Chip? <laughs> Firebreaker Chip, baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it, 
He's as got Arn him Anderson, with a goozle. As Arn Anderson called him, windbreaker chip. <laughs> windbreaker chip. Remember uh, firebreaker chip and the Patriot? Curtis, yes. Curtis Thompson and what was that goofball's <laughs> name that who was just terrible? Oh. Uh, yeah. Boy, they're they're throwing it to these guys. Yeah. Oh, firebreakers oh, getting worked. It was Todd Champion. It was Todd Champion and Curtis Thompson, the, the Patriot. Okay. Yeah. We got the Gorilla Press, Backbreaker, Warlord, buddy. Mm. I've told this story many times, but when we're talking about Todd Champion, because we're looking at his partner, we have a promo right here. Oh, God, they caught him. Uh, I tell the story <laughs> many times. Arn Anderson tells it better than I do. Of course, he's a better storyteller than I am that I think we've got a promo here. We'll get to that story after this. Huh? I want to say something about Monty Wilbur. I want to apologize to the people for creating and bringing in this monster. He's a gutless monster. He's a fruit picker from California with no guts. 450 pounds, six foot five. Well, let me tell you something, Wilbur. I made you and I can break you. I brought you in on a pickup and you will leave in that pickup. And here's a man right here that is going to eliminate you. Come on, George. Have I ever lied to you? No. I guarantee you, I promise you, Paul Jones, that this great picker is going to be back in California with this fruit. I will embarrass him so much, he will never return again. That is his destiny to be out of wrestling, Comrade Jones. You are a man of honor, and whenever he comes out and pat you on top of the head, calling you putnead, put this is something that is the big upset call off also. And I am not going to stand for it. He will certainly not pat me on top of the head and call me putnead. And as far as Paul Jones get his ribs cracked because of big splash of you, Greg Picker from California. You will find out when you go back and you tell this red Bastine what has happened. Then the embarrassment will be back on you, Bastine. You think it is funny, Big Wilbert, Mighty Wilbert, to come out and hurt my friend, my comrade. But I'm going to take a personal pleasure in getting in that ring and embarrassing you, putting you down like when I come off a top rope with chain. How did that feel? That embarrassed you. You are not going to get the opportunity to give big splash to Cola. I'm going to revenge Paul Jones. I'm going to take it out of your big, ugly body. We'll go to college football scoreboard. Be right back. Well, College were, football scoreboard you got yeah, in that, there right after Puddinghead. Oh, oh, here's Flair, I believe, right? Oh, shit. <laughs> no, it seems like there's a lot of people walking around with the whips and jingles, which is a side effect of Starcade fever. Everybody's getting real nervous, but you see, the horsemen were prepared months ago. One match in particular. I knew right from the very beginning that the total package was destined to meet the legend. The people wanted the match, demanded the match, and Jimmy Crockett was going to give it to him no matter what it took. That was my leverage because I got everything that I wanted. I got Dusty Rhodes okay in a cage, title on the line. I have to give up some things, but his career is on the line. If the dream goes down, the legend is finished. Nowhere in the world can he wrestle for 90 days. Out of sight, out of mind. And a new legend is standing right here next to me, just waiting to step forth and be recognized. You know, James, this is the event 
that professional wrestling has always been waiting for. The superstars of our sport, face to face, eye to eye, everything on the line. This is what you've worked for since you were this high as an athlete. All the blood, sweat, and tears out in the athletic arenas. This is what it's all about. The competition. This is the kind of event when you're in the locker room, you're lacing those boots up. You haven't eaten all day. You've got butterflies in your stomach. And you know that it's all on the line. Right here, it's coming up. Starcade 87, side down heat. Dusty Rhodes, it goes like this. The total package is the man of professional wrestling. What you gotta do is wrestle the match of your life and hope that I make a middle error, that I slip on a banana peel, but it's not gonna happen, because I have no physical equal in this sport today. You see, Dusty Rhodes, Lex Luger, will be the man of professional wrestling now and for many, many years to come. So what it comes down to is this. Two men in a cage who believe with every fiber of their being that they're the best at what they do. But the bottom line is this. Athletic talent wins out. Dusty Rhodes, you will be in a cage. One winner, one loser. But when you're sitting in your living room, when your career's over, and you're watching me on television wrestling, you'll know that this is what it's all about. As good as you've been all these years, there always comes along that special athlete sooner or later who's that much better. Remember that. Lex Luger, James J. Dillon, they are going to the ring. Let's go to the ring with them. Mm. U.S. heavyweight champ, unless yeah. he slips on a banana peel. Yeah. I never could understand why Luger, when you pointed someone, you pointed someone like that with your thumb tucked. He could never do that. He always did that. <laughs> he always went did like that. It looked like he was measuring someone's dick or something. He's going. <laughs> Just, I never, I never got that. Anyway, very quickly, measuring the story. <laughs> Wait. I went finger gun. You went measuring someone's dick. How <laughs> you do it? How big is it? You think that's a good rule? You just, you do the finger gun. Is that about average? <laughs> I need to. While this next match is going on, I'm some people you would you would go. <laughs> you gotta put the W. Yeah. All right. You so, put the two fingers together. Okay. So anyway, here the Todd Champion story, real quick. Yeah, Arn, Arn, and, Arn and Zabisco were the uh, the enforcers, and yeah. uh, they were wrestling Todd Champion and and Chip. And uh, the night before, well, Todd was going to bring like his dad and all his dad's workers in, and they all sit at ringside, and you know they were going to see his son wrestle. Right, the night before, his son, not knowing what the fuck he was doing. Rung Arn's bell, boom, hit him hard, oh. right? And Arn said, fuck. And so he and Zabisco got together with Chip and said, okay, tonight, while his family is there and all the friends are there and all the coworkers are there, oh, no. he's not getting in the ring. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say, he didn't get tagged. No, didn't get tagged in at all. And Chip was part of it. So they oh, Chip stayed in no. the entire time. And Todd didn't even get in. So his family's there watching him, watching him, waiting for him to get the tag in. That he and they beat him before he even got tagged in. Beat, yeah. The chip I was going to bring time. that up. He didn't get tagged in. Uh, I didn't know there was a whole backstory. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So then, do you remember what it was like afterwards? No, I, I, this was a, like a house show. I think. Arn tells the story better than I do. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Luger, by the way, uh, is taking on uh, Tony Suber. Yeah, who didn't uh, go up, by the way. Uh, he took his ring jacket off, and Luger immediately got him a headlock. Mm-hmm. Armbar for a face lock armbar. He gets on an armbar. Luger just clotheslines out. Yeah. Hits the power slam. Are you behind me? No, I was just recapping. Oh, okay. <laughs> but for those that aren't watching along. He tried to get him up for a... Uh, for the torture rack, and yeah. the big guy wouldn't go up, so he just did an elbow drop on him. Boom. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of people uh, cooperating on this show. I know. It, it's like, what the, oh, Ric Flair time. Ready? <laughs> Here we go. For it's real. disqualification and no time limit. You know, Tony Schiavone, you and I have been friends for, what, five, six years? You've come to master this sport from your end. I am the master of this sport from my end. And you know what really irks a lot of people out there? If you know any history about Ric Flair, you know that the difference between me and just about everybody else is I was born with a golden spoon in my mouth. Nobody likes that. They might say Ric Flair's a good guy. It's the old adage that you like to hear somebody's doing pretty good, but you don't want to hear they're doing better than you. You see? And the bottom line is, my whole career, I've always done better than anybody else. Only because of one reason. I was born with a golden spoon. I inherited the ability. I inherited the money. I inherited the God-given best looks in the world today. Watch out. And with this, I dress myself in Opus Wade. I dress myself in cashmere. Yeah. I dress myself in $100 pleated slacks. I dress myself in alligator shoes. I wear a $15,000 Rolex. I got Mercedes-Benz, Rolls-Royce, the biggest house on the biggest hill, on the biggest side of town. You know why I got all that? Because I was born with a golden spoon. And that took me to the World Heavyweight Wrestling Championship. Starcade 87. Let me make something else very clear to you. Dusty Rhodes, Barry Windham, the Road Warriors, Ric Flair, and this time of free agency, don't think that we're not marketable people. Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, they go to the highest bidder. Now you figure that out, smarty. That means if I think I'm the best, then I must be working for the best and making the most. The same applies to Rhodes, the Warriors, Blanchard, Anderson, JJ, Luger. We work for the number one operation. Jim Crockett, the Wrestling Network, Thanksgiving night, Starcade 87. There's nothing else going on. The bottom line is, even these idiots over here know. Aha. They know. The Jim Crockett, the Wrestling Network, is the best thing going. That's why they're here. Yeah. We don't care. We don't care. Chicago. Starcade night. Garvin, you, my friend, have got to wrestle the man ah, with the golden spoon. All the ability. All the looks. 
four times the world champion. Four times. Limousine. Bright lights. Big cities. Pretty ladies. Five times the world champion. Don't you dare go away. (laughs) I go back to you going... We're going to hear from Rick. And then it's Lex and you go, well, shit. <laughs> How many times has that been said? At this time, let's take a look at the bunkhouse stampede. Oh, my oh. God. Come on, sit down, partner. <laughs> Howdy, partner. Come on and have a cup of coffee. I'm glad on. you could make it because I've been asked to explain a few things about a bunkhouse stampede match. And I consider myself an authority on it. But I was in the first one that was ever held in Texas, and I came out of it with a broken arm. And where they derived from was in the western part of the country where you had 10, 15, 20 men living in a a bunkhouse, something like this behind us here. And when you put men that close together, you've got to have problems. You had a lot of bad blood between some people. When there was no other way to, to settle it, You did one thing, you went outside, and you went the way you were. You might have your boots on, you might have your jeans, have your shirt, your spurs, whatever. And that's how you went out. And your winner of something like that was the man that was left standing. And now they've come along, like I said, a few years ago, and they had this bunkhouse stampede. Dory Funk Sr. had it in Texas. Okay, I've had enough of Nelson Royal. Who's that? Nelson. That was Royal? Nelson Royal. Yeah. No longer with us. That was he, Johnny Weaver. He was, he was a trainer. Uh, and he lived up in Mooresville, North Carolina. Had a, actually had a ranch up there. He was, he was legitimate. was a, was a, was a cowboy. And so now they're showing uh, guys in the bunkhouse stampede. As you can see, Jimmy, uh, a lot of our guys are, I, I think, uh, Jimmy Valiant's in there, but I don't think he's doing anything. I think he's just standing around looking at people. <laughs> Well, if you, if you're the last man standing, yeah. Tony, you can call yourself the bull of the woods. That's exactly oh. right. <laughs> that was a good shot to the head. Yeah. So this is the, uh, we're seeing the bunkhouse, uh, just not finished. much of a stampede here. It's just, uh, well, actually the bunkhouse stampede was the stampede of all the events <laughs> going around the country, you see, and, uh, a lot and they, standing around in this one. Yeah. A lot of standing around. That's right. A lot of headshots. Yeah. I oh, know that's Arn's already bleeding. That's kind of the way it was. Uh, back to Ric Flair's interview. That was uh, that was classic Ric Flair. And Ric Flair was he was doing a promo. If you go back and you want to listen to it again, it may be worth it. He was actually doing a promo on the WWF because he was talking about the number one yeah. company, and he was saying that on Thanksgiving night there's nothing else going on, nothing else. Of course, Survivor Series, right? So. That was the, the, the battle was on because of what eventually was this eventually was the sabotage of Starcade, which was Vince McMahon saying, if you want WrestleMania, you got to take survivor series. And of course it, it dealt a severe blow to Jim Crockett promotions, one that they could not come out of and they were in trouble anyway. So also, um, you know, just a, an underrated, moment of that uh promo and, and all his promos but yeah um 
All right. You know, not earning his way, saying he's born with that so with that golden right. spoon. Is, oh, Ronnie Garden with that Top Gun trucker hat. There we go, buddy. I wrestled to win, always have. What I don't like is Ric Flair coming out here calling these people idiots. Well, it goes to show you how much respect he has for people. Anybody that likes Ric Flair is an idiot because he don't care about anybody but himself. And I'm going to tell you about that gold spoon. Well, you better take it out of your mouth before you wrestle me because I'm going to shove it so far down your throat, you'll never know what happened. I'm going to tell you something. It's Starcade. You're talking about you're going to win the title for number five. Well, I got news for you. You're talking about me wearing jeans, the world's heavyweight champion. 180 million people wear jeans in this country. And I'm going to tell you, when you are the world's champion, you are the best. So that makes me the best. And when you are the best, you wear whatever you want. And I like jeans, and I like my pickup truck, and I'm going to keep driving a pickup truck and keep on wearing jeans. And when I step in a ring at Starcade, which it ain't very far away, we're talking about a cage match. Well, in a cage match, you do as you please. You're saying you're the 60-minute man. 60-minute man. Well, I'm going to tell you, in Detroit, you lasted 41 minutes. That was your limit. That makes you a liar. You don't last 60 minutes with Ronnie Garvin. And at Starcade, you're not going to be a 60-minute man. You're going to be about a 30-minute man when I get done with you because I'm going to shove this down your throat, put you out of your misery, and then the next time you come out here, you're going to tell this whole country that they repossessed your mountain, your big house, your limousine, your Mercedes. They repossessed it all because I'm going to tell you, without this, you cannot keep up your lifestyle, and I'm going to make sure that you don't. The world champion, Ronnie Garvin. Let's go back to the ring. It's only 250 million people live in the United States. 180 million of us apparently wear blue jeans. Apparently so. Do you wear blue jeans, Cassio? I do. I'm one of the 180 million. I don't wear them. Ever? Uh, I have, but I don't like to wear them. And I just think they're not, I don't, I don't think it's a fat man's pants. <laughs> a fat man's I don't what think are so. you wearing right now? I wear uh, sweatpants. No, sometimes I do, but right now I wear these. I've got the, I, I, these Tommy Bahama pants, which okay. have which have spandex in them, you know, mm. and cotton, and it, they really feel really good on you. But I always thought jeans was a was not a fat man's pants because number one, it shows your dumpy ass. Okay, <laughs> that's number one. Speak for yourself. Uh, I'm and, high and tight, brother. And and, and number two. Most fat men who wear jeans can't get the jeans up over the belly, so they got that belly just. You ever seen a guy? You ever seen a guy? Because I look at guys and I'll go, my God, a guy who will button his jeans under his belly with a shirt tucked in. You're talking to me. (laughs) This is why I go to church in. Us. This is why our crack hangs out is because okay. we don't have our pants pulled up high enough. Uh, on it, uh, I'm glad you would say. I'm glad you said that because we, we're recording this on a Sunday, yeah. and I, w- I went to mass this morning, and I I I, I did. A, I was a, one of the lectors at mass, and I sat in the front row, right? Because I just it, it's a short walk to get up to the uh, to the altar, and so I'm 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 there kneeling while all these guys. After I take my communion, I'm there kneeling and I'm watching all the people walk up and get communion. And it's like, I had to be 10 guys, fat guys. Okay. <laughs> with, with jeans on. Okay. And a shirt tucked in and the jeans button under the belly. 
And I want to go, I want to just jump right in front of the priest. Go stop, stop just for one second. Excuse me, father. Would you please do something about your wardrobe? <laughs> Excuse me, father. <laughs> and just, then just sit down and say, okay, take your communion. Just change next time. <laughs> All right. Well, here's my question. What are we supposed to do? Buy the jeans that fit up above our gut? Yes. Yes. But we don't see that be or, a big size. Or, or don't tuck in your pants. Well, that's the key. All right. Let's go to Larry Zabisco. I've been wrestling for 13 glorious years. And everything that I went after, I got. And I'm talking about championships, tag team, and everything. Well, I'm here in the major league to get the major title. Baby doll here, she's going to help me. She's got a list of secrets on people like Dusty Rhodes and Flair, Barry Windham, Ron Garvin. I mean, a list longer than the list of Democratic candidates. You won't believe it, baby. So we're going to start with Barry Windham. Yeah, we've got a plan. We're going to take the Western States Heritage Championship so the NWA knows that we're serious. Barry Windham, I'm going to give you an opportunity wrestlers don't get. I'm going to give you a chance before Starcade to hand the belt either to myself or to Baby Doll. Because if you don't, you're going to be very embarrassed. In fact, you're not going to be 6'5 when I get done with you. You're going to be real short. And we're going to go after real close attention to Starcade. Ric Flair, Ron Garvin. I don't care which one of you win, but whoever wins, but Dusty Rhodes, big reputation. If we got tearing apart, believe me, baby knows no, baby knows no, knows more about you, Rhodes than your mother does, and now I know it. So whatever we have to do, and if that includes lie, cheat, steal, hospitalize, we're going to do it, and we're going all the way to the top. Larry Zabisco, baby dog. We're coming right back, fans. Don't you dare go away. By the way, I, I got a chance to meet Baby Doll at uh, Ric Flair's last match. Yeah, what, what a what a sweetheart and hilarious. Yeah, she's a funny girl, isn't she? She was. She had us all dying laughing. Yeah, yeah. I, I did not expect to see Baby Doll standing next to Downhausen in my life, but that happened. <laughs> what a combo that was! Oh, yeah, I bet. <laughs> Uh, so now Eddie Gilbert and Terry Taylor together. How about that? Yeah, we've got a uh, Terry Taylor, Eddie Gilbert versus Trey Knight and George Fox. You know them, Tony, right? Knight, Knight and Fox. Yeah, hope they hope they get up. <laughs> Knight and Fox. <laughs> By the way, you're making fun of fat people. Uh, yeah. Zabisco beat Rick Nelson. Of course, he took time out of raising his twins, the Nelson twins, right? To uh, take an L to old Larry Zabisco there. There you go. Look at this. Now this, uh, whoever this guy is, they just got snapmared over. Is trying to be a like a poor man's Magnum TA. Oh, <laughs> Try to look just like him. Anyway, I, I just we we go back and we watch these, and it it really re it, and I've said this many times. It re, kind of rekindles you know my memory of a lot of things, and and. Uh, by the way, he looks just like a like the Wish dot com version of Magnum TA. Yes. It, now absolutely. that I'm seeing him standing on the side of the ring. Yeah, I know. He's got the hair, got the mustache, everything. Of course, we are like over a year removed from Magnum's wreck. Um and I gotta say something. You know, it and this is 
don't want to bring this show down, but when Magnum had his wreck, you know, he could have like, he could have checked out, man, but he made the most of his life after a horrible wreck. And that says something about the person that Terry Allen is. Uh, like take this guy that's, I think that, I don't know if it's Trey Knight or George Fox, but, yeah. um, it, it, I mean, he's clearly trying to look like Magnum T. I I think that speaks to his already, his influence on the business. Oh yeah. Oh, buddy, Ooh, that, that, was, that was pretty, that was pretty, that was pretty stiff. <laughs> yeah. They dropped him on the ropes. Yeah. Picking up the double shot. Shit, wait till Terry Taylor talks. You don't appear to be nervous at all. Everybody else is like this, but we got it made. We got our game plan. Hey, first of all, what sorority is this out here with all these guys? I just want to know. Big mouse. Okay. Kind of remind me of the key to call up out here. Thank you. I love all you people. You're wonderful. Ain't that wonderful or nothing happened? This is what's happening in the world of professional wrestling. And Nikita Koloff's out here all smiles. I'm glad to be out here. Hey, you ever heard the saying, ignorance is bliss? That's you, Koloff, because I'm going to take the title. I'm going to be the world's champion for as long as I so desire. You know, Tony, used to, when it came Thanksgiving time, I used to, back, back home in Lexington, Tennessee, I used to get ready when all the family come over. We'd eat turkey. We'd have a good time. But this year, it's a little bit different. I'm so excited. Starcade 87, shot town heat, glory bound. See Nikita Kulov. It's a little different now. When you step into the ring one-on-one, head-to-head with Terry Taylor to decide the real, only, world's television champion, Dusty Rhodes is not going to be around to help you. Ronnie Garvin is not going to be around to help you. Michael Hayes and Jimmy Garvin and Sting sure won't be around because I'm going to eliminate them first at Starcade. But I'm going to be there. I'm going to be the one with the picture and take the first pictures of the new world television champion, Terry Taylor. I'm going to be the one to be there to hug his neck. I'm going to be the one to be there to raise his hand. We're going to be up, Tony. I'm so happy. You're going to be there, too. And you're going to get to see it, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really... Really excited, and we're coming right back. <laughs> let's, take a, uh, let's, take let's take a break, break here, here as well. We're going to pause it here in three, two, one. Pause. We're at I'm at an hour and five minutes and twenty seven seconds. That was the hot stuff, Eddie Gilbert. Man. Tony, yeah, giving you an uncomfortable hug, grabbing on me. You gonna be there too, aren't you? I'm going. Yeah, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Not sure. <laughs> Uh, we talked about them doing that double shot and working stiff. My friends, if you want to work stiff, you have got to get in touch with our friends, Blue Chew. I like that music, don't you? Oh, my gosh. It set the tone. They do it in the Barry White voice. Guys, it's time to bring that summer heat into the bedroom. Yeah, baby. Temperatures aren't the only thing rising this summer. That's right, guys. Confidence can take you far in life, but it also can help in the bedroom, especially when it comes time to step up to the plate. And that's where Blue Chew comes in. Yo. Blue Chew's tablets. Mm. Made in the USA. Yeah, baby. Prepared and shipped direct to your door and in a discreet package. I love discreet. I don't. I like my package to be loud. I like everyone to know that my package has arrived. My package is here. <laughs> I'm excited to see the postman. Uh, hey, baby, what's in that bag for me? 
You know, I've talked to many women in my time. Yeah, baby. A couple things they say. There's two rules they say. One, if you want to measure a dick, you hold your finger out and your thumb like Lex Luger. <laughs> and two, there's nothing sexier than confidence. I don't. They usually switch them, but those are the two rules they stand by. And Blue Chew can help give you the confidence where it counts, and that's between your fingertip and your thumb. <laughs> Give him the old, give him, give him the old Lex Luger. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Could you, yeah. Tony, could you benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform? I sure could, and that's why we've got a special deal. Yeah, special deal. Try Blue Chew free. Free. When you use our promo code WHW checkout, mm. just pay five bucks shipping. That's BlueChew.com promo code WHW to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring the podcast. As always, we are in the BlueChew studios doing this podcast. And yeah. uh, they have been our longtime, our longtime sponsor of What Happened When, baby. Stretch out that finger and that thumb. <laughs> Put it back yeah. on your mouse. <laughs> and let's get back to some wrestling. All right, back on. We're at an hour and five minutes and 27 seconds, and we'll do three, two, one, play as we get back into it here. We're going to come back. I believe we got some Jim Cornette. Oh. oh. Now, let me tell you something. The Midnight Express, the Midnight Express are not going to be here today. They're out doing some charity work. As you know, they do that all the time when they got some spare time. They heard about a home for unwed mothers that was fixed to go out of business. So sweet Stan Lane on his own time is fixed to supply them with some more unwed mothers. But I'll tell you where the Midnight Express are going to be this month. November the 25th, Nassau Coliseum, the War Games comes to New York. And Rock and Roll Express, that's our last chance to get a hold of you to get you in the ring before Chi-Town Heat. Now you've got some heavy hitters on your side. Dusty Rhodes, Ronnie Garvin, Barry Windham. But let me tell you this, our team's got some artillery too, brother. The World Tag Team Champions, Tully and on. The U.S. Tag Team Champions, the Midnight Express, and Big Bubba Rogers, the baddest man in the world. He's a monster, and he'll do anything I say. And rock and roll, the objective of the whole thing in the war games is somebody's going to have to get hurt because somebody's going to have to quit for the thing to be over with. And if we got our say, and believe me, rock and roll, it's our objective. You're the ones that are going to be hurt. You're the ones that aren't going to be able to climb that 20 feet up in the air on that scaffold at Chi-Town Heat the next day, brother. But I'll tell you this, rock and roll, if you do make it to that scaffold, I want you to ask yourself a question. I want you to dig down deep, and I want you to look yourselves in the face, and I want you to ask yourselves a question concerning your guts, concerning your heart. If you see a man tottering, about to fall over the edge of a 20-foot scaffold, do you have it in your heart? Do you have it in your guts to push him off? If you look down at the edge of that scaffold and you look another human being in the eye, do you have the guts, do you have the heart to stomp your fingers and send him on his way down to that mat 20 feet? Ask yourselves that question. In case you want to know the answer about the Midnight Express, (laughs) we sure as hell do. Okay, fans, let's go back to the ring. Well, that guy's got a future in the business. Yeah, he does. Isn't it? I, I was just thinking, isn't it horrible? Uh, not horrible, but isn't it? Okay. In t- <laughs> if Jim Cornette would have cut that promo today on TV, yeah, un- unwed mothers would have been all up in arms. <laughs> yeah. He couldn't have said that. No. But it's no, a funny but it was line. awesome. It was a funny line that 
the unwed mothers uh, was going out of business, so Stan was going to supply them with more of them. Was, that was hilarious. I'm sorry, but that is a That's, hilarious saying. Yeah, it is. And but he couldn't. You couldn't. You couldn't put that on TV. No. Now we got Barry Windham and Cougar J. Cougar J. Got any Cougar J stories told? I, no, I don't. But <laughs> but I can tell you that I remember the name Cougar J. So it kind of stuck with us. Cougar J. Got the long blonde hair. It is not as luxurious as Barry Windham's. Hmm. Uh-oh. We got about 13 minutes left in the show. And we still got two matches to go. Yeah, show that was how, fast. Look how fast that was. Yeah, show you how quick the matches are. He already hit him with a body slam, drop kick, superplex, one, two, three, and we're going home on that one. And, and, and again, it's just kind of showing you exactly how important the promos were back then, right? Oh, we've we've had more promo time than wrestling yeah, time for sure. Because we're heading towards Stargate 12 days away. And I guess Barry Windham's going to talk here as well after the commercial break. Yeah, he's joining. He's going to join you at the podium. Okay. Barry was... Always one of the greatest workers ever, but never one of the greatest talkers. And that didn't matter. We'll get up and sell some tickets, Barry. Mention the, the fact that not only do you have to worry about Dr. Death Steve Williams, but you got Larry Zabisco now talking about you. You know, I'll tell you what, something. Tony, it's been on my mind a lot. Now, Dr. Death, there's never been a day in my life when I wasn't a competitor. Now, I see something in your eyes that you have a little bit of doubt about that. Well, listen to me. You say friends are out when we step in the ring. Well, let me tell you something. Friends are not out. But the competitor that's in me will thrive that night. And I'm going to show you exactly what I can do, Dr. Death. Now, you know, you live up to your name. You live up to all your expectations. And you are a very close friend of mine. But when we get in the ring, like you said, you and I may call it quits. But I'm going to shake your hand when it's all said and done. And I'm going to walk away a friend and a competitor. And Mr. Zabisco, this Western States Heritage Championship is something I earned and something that I took from a lot of good men. And if you have any idea of how hard and how much that I've worked to keep this belt, you just keep watching me because you're going to see very clearly. Barry Wendell, Western States Champion, let's mm-hmm. go to the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, please. Right, yeah. Well, Barry should have said, and I am going to headbutt you in the penis before the match is over. <laughs> and he would have been a fortune teller. Head to the dick. Head to the dick. We okay. got the sheep herders now. How about this, man? And Johnny Ace with them. Butch wow. Miller. They're going against David Osley and Tommy Angel. Got any David Osley and Tommy <laughs> Angel stories? No. Sheep herders are the UWF tag team champions. Yep. Butch Miller's on commentary for this one. Oh my God! Really? Well, let's 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 listen in here then. Oh, and tag team champions! That's right, UWF tag team champions, and there are a lot of men after that title. The new breed. There's a team that's mentioned well, a couple of times. Tony Giovanni. I don't want to talk about no new breed because uh-huh. I have had. Been back in the land from down under. I've been back, Tony Giovanni, in the land where men are men, where women are women, and not air conditioned anymore. I got a ring from the Prime Minister David Ronnie. He had a special honor for the sheep herders, the sportsmen. Of the year. Did you? Uh, are you asking? Did you like your woman? He went into woman on woman. 
Did you like your women air conditioning? <laughs> <laughs> These new women like air conditioning. Yeah, okay. that's not how we like it. Okay. You know what it's like to see real men, don't you, Tony? Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> of course I do. I see them each and every Wednesday. Oh man! Wow. This has been a this has been a very entertaining show, hasn't it? Oh, it's been great. Yeah, it has. Just well, they're, they're you know why they're doing heavy pro like you said, heavy promos. We're getting ready for Starcade. Let's go in. Let's get a quick match. Get right. our, all our stars. Make them stars like they are. Right. And uh, and get to the big show. And they've done it, a great job of it. It's funny, Conrad and I have talked about this because the Bushwhackers became just a a great part of the WWF. I, um, I was I such a Bushwhackers mark. Sure. Yeah. But this is pre-Bushwhackers. These yeah. are the sheep herders who were nothing comedic about them at all in that they didn't try to present themselves as comedic, but you always kind of smiled when you saw them because of the bizarre way they looked. Yep. Especially Butch, or especially Luke. And uh, so Vince just looked at them and said, you know, let's they look funny anyway. They act funny. Let's make let's them. Exaggerate it. Yeah, let's exaggerate. And so, but the, the sheep herders... Back in this day, and even back before then, they were, I mean, they were rough and they bled. And, you know, you t- we talked about Johnny Weaver's forehead, right? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> being a Kroger. <laughs> a Kroger savings card. Savings <laughs> card. Wait till you see the forehead of Butch Miller and, and Luke Williams here. They're, they're going to, they're going to, especially Butch. Oh. You know, he, yeah, he had a roadmap on there. Uh, so this was a really rough and rugged and serious and fearsome group that we had here. Nothing like the, nothing like the Bushwhackers in the WWE days, which by the way, the Bushwhackers were, uh, were very entertaining. And I I, can, I tell you seeing them at conventions now, um, they are friends with every wrestler. They're friends with everybody in the business and everybody loves the guys. Here we go bloody time. Well, listen here. The Sheep Herders are here in full force. The UWF Tag Team Champions are here displaying their power, displaying their might, showing you bloody yanks what men are about. Now listen, 25th Nassau Stadium in New York. We're ready, Lightning Express. The Sheep Herders are ready to defend them in the biggest wrestling event New York has ever seen and the next day the 26th the day of Starcade 87 the biggest wrestling event in the year of 87 the Sheep Herders are going to be there because the greatest tag teams in the world are there and believe it or not we don't care after Starcade who comes at the Sheep Herders because if it's the superpowers, the road warriors, Hot Anderson and Dully Blanchard, the Rock and Roll Express, the Lightning Express, give us them all, send them all on, two at a bloody time. Jim Crockett, get them signed up for the Sheepers. The Sheepers are ready to march. The Sheepers are ready to continue the march to success. The New Zealand flag will be flying high. Respect the two bloody yanks. Stand and stick your hand to your brow if you know how to bloody do it. Whoa. 
Man, don't you dare go away. We'll see you in just a minute. Johnny Ace, big New Zealander, born in Philadelphia. Um, uh, for those of us who were, uh, like we mentioned, WWF fans yeah. of of them. Oh, we got rock and yeah, roll. We got rock and roll. I don't know if we want to hear them. Yeah, we might as well. Um, Bob Gibson is going to be Midnight Express. I heard Jim Cornette come here and say, do we have the guts to knock them in? 20 feet off the ground. Hey, brother. Brother and I, we know it's Jim, Jim Cornette. That's right, Robert. Let me say one thing here, brother. Down, because he don't know what it's all about. He always had money. His mother had money to back him up. But we started the hard way, Jimmy Cornette. I'm talking about survival, baby. We had a better, had enough money to survive. But when we stepped in that ring, that's when the people come alive, brother. That's what it's all about. You know the Rock and Roll Express. You know this for a long time. We've been through thick and thin, brother. But now we're going to show you, Jimmy Cornette, what it's all about. You go ahead and stay behind Big Bubba. Talking all you can, brother. Talking big. But show us that you're a man, brother. You get up on that scaffold. Show us how tough you are, Jimmy Cornette. Your Midnight Express is going down. We don't care what it takes. I'm telling you. Brother, in the war games, too. We don't know the word. I quit. And we will see you, baby. Woo! Rock and Roll Express. Let's go back to the ring. Well, uh, Ricky just kind of cut Robert off there. <laughs> I mean, directly. Yeah. Cut him off. I was about to say, uh, he went, well, this ain't going anywhere. I'm going to have to save this. Uh, here, here's my question going back. We're about to get the job tones, by the way, versus yeah. the menace and Alan Martin. Um, why was Johnny Ace teaming and not the, uh, the Bushwhackers as we know them with Luke and Butch together? Why was Johnny? Why? I don't No, I don't remember. You know what? I didn't even think of that. Maybe just because they wanted to hear Butch talk and they wanted to. So let him stay on the mic and uh, let, let Larry and I just do all the wrestling. Yeah, let let him try to get the story of the butch of the bush or the sheep herders over. Because for just That's, the WWF fans, all we saw was them together, Luke and Butch, right. and and no Johnny and, Ace. Yeah, and and normally we just saw the sheep herders together with that Johnny Ace just waving the flag. Yeah, That's a good question. Could have been an injury. Could have been not feeling well. You know, you don't remember mate, anything in particular though. Now, mate, I tweak my knee. Put my knee, Johnny. Sure, yeah. Put him in there. Tweak the my knee. <laughs> Tweak my knee. I sound like Eliza Doolittle there, trying to be a sheepherder. I think uh, <laughs> Tweak my knees playing Bonnaroo next year. Uh, it's a big band. Uh, the job tones, by the way, like we mentioned earlier, Tiger Conway and Shaska, your boy. Well, yeah, he's our man, buddy. Double drop toe hold. Look at that, buddy. You don't pistol see that. Pass. He's pistol pass. Tony. Yeah. I know he's pistol piss, <laughs> but he was Shaska Watley. You undercover hillbilly turned heel on Jimmy Vallant last year. Yeah, he sure did. And we, and gave you, some of the, you said watching this, this is the first time you've seen them tag together. Do you remember that? Yeah, that I, I know. I remember them tagging together. I, I remember them being a tag team. As a but, matter of fact, when they, they became the jive tones and later on, they would even start wearing like top hats and vests and things like that. But on this show, if if yeah. we had the audio up, you mentioned that it was your first time seeing them as that. Uh, okay. Do you think this was, or do you think it, this was just the start of them making a run, so you had to establish it? Yeah, I, I think this may have been the Ooh. first time we had seen them on TV. And actually, they're going to close out the show with a... Yeah, big boys. You know, Pez was another guy that was legitimately a tough guy. I don't know that much about Tiger Conway Jr., but uh, with the exception of back in the old mid-Atlantic days, Tiger Conway Jr. and Steve Kern were a great tag team. You don't see a double Russian leg sweeping. No, you don't. 
Jive Tones time. Ready? Everybody knows that it's all about Starcade. That's right, wrestling fans. It ain't nothing but Starcade. And that's right, you're looking at the Jive Tones. Who will be taking care of business there, too? Now, everybody knows about you, Ron Simmons. Yeah, I'm going to tell you what, buddy. It ain't no touchdowns in there. It's takedowns. And it ain't no football. Any kicking be done. It's when we kick our foot upside your head. Luger go whoop Dusty Rhodes and retire I know that. I'm going with Luger. And I don't know why. I'm going to watch when Rick Flair take the hands of stone and make them in the cut. Everybody knows that when time get down, we going to get down. Look for us. Don't know, though. Angel, see you next week here on the Superstation. talking yet. <laughs> I ain't through talking yet. Oh, you didn't give him anything. We'll see you next week. I'm out. I am done with that. You hit him with. Oh God. Great energy from the Jive Tones. Oh, uh, everything Pistol Fest did was great energy. All right, fellas, we got to take a time out right now to talk about something that, well, Cassio should probably be talking about his bald ass head and how he used to nick it and cut it up, but not anymore because he got the clean cut kit from freedom grooming. You see freedom grooming makes the flex series electric shaver. It's uniquely designed to flex and contour to the curve of your head for smoother, faster, and safer shave without the risks of nicks, cuts, irritations, or ingrowns. You see these grooming products work well, anywhere on your body, but, uh, well, those who might be follically challenged, they love it. Casio included. You're going to get the smoothest shave of your life. You see these flexible blades contour to the shape of your head. And that means it's a baby smooth shave. Every dog on time, by the way, it's also a time saver. You can shave 50% more hair in a single stroke. So what's that mean? Well, instead of blocking out like 10 or 15 minutes for a little head shave, what about two to three minutes? More importantly, never cut yourself shaving again. How about that? The flex series safeguard technology means no ingrown hairs, no problems, no nicks. And then I mentioned the flex series is waterproof. That's right. The waterproof design means you can shave in the shower with or without shaving cream, shave wet or dry. Now here's the reality. Even the sharpest blades will dull with use. So our pals at freedom grooming decided to create the close shave plan with the close shave plan. You'll never run out of fresh, sharp blades. They'll be delivered to your door every six weeks with free shipping. All active close shave plan members are upgraded to a lifetime warranty and it's completely customizable. You can adjust, skip or cancel your plan anytime. Now don't just take my word for it or Tony's word for it. Check it out. They got more than 10,000 five-star reviews like this one. This has become my favorite razor gone to the days of nicks and cuts. And as a black man, razor bumps, as well as ingrown hairs, love it. Hope restored. How about that? So to thank you guys for being such a loyal listeners, we're partnering with freedom. We're going to hook you up with 20% off. How about that? Just go to freedomgrooming.com forward slash WHW. That's freedomgrooming.com forward slash WHW. Uh, before we get out of here, we want to remind everybody, no matter where you're watching, no matter where you're subscribing, leave us five stars, like it, turn them notifications on the YouTube, the Twitter, the Facebook, it's all over the board. Uh, and Tony, before we get out of here, we got a couple fan questions. You down with that? Sure. Let's get, let's, uh, cue them up, buddy. 
Uh, this is uh, from Ad Free Shows. Uh, you've got Matt Godfrey. He said, "You got a favorite cornet story from this time, 1987? No. Anything? I mean, you got a thousand stories. I got, for I cornet, got a thousand but- cornet. My, one of my favorite cornet stories I've told it many times was when we were in San Francisco, and this probably was more like the end of '86, but let's call it '87. Real at the end of '86, and we had a tour out west, and and I did ring announcing for Jim Crockett Promotions when we would go." out West. And there was this one guy, we went to San Francisco downtown at the civic auditorium and uh, we were sold out. And there was one guy never, we, there was this big, uh, big curtain. And I looked, I was kind of peeking through the curtain, watching the fans. And this one guy was the first one in, he said front row ringside. He had all of his books and he could tell he was like a big wrestling, a big wrestling nerd, which we all are, but he was, and he sat down, he was so excited and, uh, the midnight express had their match and Jim Cornette went around the side and he reached and touched Jim. Well, Jim went crazy. Oh, Jim picked up a chair and was going to hit him with the chair. And I, and I put my arms around Jim and I said, don't do it. And Jim turned around and looked at me wheeled around and looked at me and I could tell the look in Jim's eyes that he was like, he was out of his fucking mind. And I could tell that Jim was now going to hit me because he was going crazy. <laughs> and he had that chair on me. He turned around and looked at me and he put the chair down and calmed down. Well, the poor guy who got there first, who had a ringside seat was then thrown out. Oh, no. Yeah. And I thought that poor sap who spent a lot of money, who had all the magazines with him, who had a shirt on or whatever. It was such a big wrestling fan and it was there for <laughs> sitting down, put his hand on Jim Cornette. See ya. Was he, was he just giving him like the pat? As he yeah. Just like, it wasn't like yeah. aggressive. No, just Pat. The <laughs> man, just... when, when he touched Cornette, shit was on buddy. <laughs> Cornette picked up that chair, buddy over his head. And he was going to, he was going to crack his ass with it. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you talk about classic footage. If he would have cracked a fan oh, with a chair, or you, or if he yeah. would have spun around and hit you with it. Yeah, yeah. Cornette turned around and looked at me, and I'm thinking, oh, shit, he's in another mode. <laughs> All right, that was Matt Godfrey over at adfreeshows.com. Also, Thanks, Bobby, uh, Bobby KF5GTZ. Oh, we know Bobby. Uh, he said, Tony, whose idea was it to have post-match interviews during this era in JCP? Uh, it was Dusty Rhodes' idea. Come straight from the ring and let's go straight yeah. to the mic. Yeah, absolutely. It didn't always work because a lot of times the guys were, you know, blown up or I mean, out of breath. we just saw in that Dr. Death, he was pouring sweat out yeah. of breath. Yeah. Yeah, that but was a big a, deal. Again, the interviews are more important than the matches. Yeah. Listen, I've, I've said this before. World Championship Wrestling back in the day, in the mid to late 80s, was nothing but an infomercial to get you into the arenas. That it wasn't about look look how different it is today. Today, AEW Dynamite is to get you to watch the show. Yeah, it's not to get you to go to the arenas because we don't do arena events. So, yeah, it was you know, Dusty's idea. To do doing the uh, doing the show I do with with Road Dog, and he gets heat for it, but he says wrestling doesn't draw a dime. The promos do, yeah. um, and he gets heat for it. But you can kind of it's kind of what you're saying. The promos sell everything. Sure. And if the promos aren't good, we ain't getting anything over. I mean, 
We can we could see the double Russian leg sweep so many times. Right. But those promos are getting everybody over. They're yep. building the hype for whatever the next big event is. Right. And it, it is the meat of the show. Is the is the talking segments? Yes. It's think about uh, think about the guys that are big stars right now. And think about MJF, the promos, promos. that he has done. Right. I don't want to see. I mean, I want to yeah. see his match, but right. I want to see MJF with a. With a microphone, him. and yeah. it's his microphone that what makes you want to see his match. Yeah, it's the rap from the acclaim that make you want to see the acclaim wrestle. Yeah. yeah, every time. Right. So uh, let's keep it going. Uh, Yambag Jones. Oh Jesus! <laughs> uh, he tweets us. You can interact with us as well on Twitter at whw Monday at Tony Schiavone twenty four. If he hasn't muted and blocked you already. Uh, you can interact like Yambag did. He said, we all know that Ron Simmons was unfuckwithable. Yes. Can, can Tony think of any time that Ron had to put his foot down in the locker room or at a bar when someone thought they were going to try him? I can tell you uh, with supreme confidence that Ron Simmons, from what I saw, never had to put his foot down. Everybody because, just knew. Everybody just knew because of the way it was. Oh, that's that's when you're really unfuckwithable. That's when right. Nobody even wants to try. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because a lot of dudes are tough dudes, and they go, "I'm gonna try that some bitch." <laughs> and then you look over and see Ron, and you go, "Nah, he's good. <laughs> he's good. He's got can his I, status." Can I ask you something? Did you just point like that? Yeah, yeah. that's gonna be my new thing. I'm gonna point like I'm measuring a dick. <laughs> that, the L sign or the finger gun, whatever you want to call it, you're you called to, it how to measure a dick. <laughs> so it will forever be that. You're supposed to point like this. You tuck that thumb. I know Conrad's the uh, the t shirt guy, but y'all need a y'all need a, a finger gun here. <laughs> Place dick oh. here, and so you can see if it's above average or not. All guys are born <laughs> with a dick. <laughs> With a dick measuring tool. Yeah. That's built in, my it's friend. We got a built in. Some call it a finger gun. Tony calls it a dick measurer. It's like that uh it's like that machine when you used to get your foot measured when you bought shoes where they, they put it on the edge of hand. This is you. So is this average, you think? Yeah. I think this is average, right? No, I don't know what it is. It's way bigger. It's way bigger than what I'm used to. So, uh, so can it I ask you? Me, what the, what's the deal where you remember when you put it down? Did you make a circle and get the circumference? Yeah. Okay. What's that thing called? <laughs> that's what you like. You, yeah. Okay. You, yeah. That's your measuring tool. Right. I'll get you the radius of a dick. Okay. What are we doing? We we have fallen off the edge of this one, boys. We've got uh, one last question when we wrap this up. Uh, Drew Landry, he hit us up on ad-free shows. Uh, Tony, I mainly watch WWF, but never understood how much of a star Dr. Death was in other places when he came to WWF. What did I miss? You missed a guy that, uh, that was one of those legitimate badasses that uh, fans just kind of migrated to. I mean, we saw earlier that he wasn't that great as a promo, but he could do a lot of great things in the ring, and he just looked good in the ring, legit. So I think that's what you missed. And it was the type of wrestler that 
you know, Cowboy Bill Watts really loved and big, strong, you know, legit amateur wrestler and football player. And uh, I think that's what you missed. I, I, I don't think. Well, Nate, I can't believe this is real, but Woo Wings, your very own virtual restaurant concept is now open and fans can enjoy the legendary flavors and world championship wings by ordering with their Uber Eats or Postmates app. Woo Wings is now open in Nashville, San Antonio, Jacksonville, as well as Huntsville and Tuscaloosa right here in Alabama. Many more locations coming soon as a virtual restaurant. Woo wings is looking to partner with existing restaurants in major Metro areas. Tell your favorite sports bar or local restaurant. You want woo wings in your town and to visit rickflairwings.com for more information on how to become a partner. But if you're in Nashville, San Antonio, Jacksonville, Huntsville, or Tuscaloosa, just hop on your Uber eats or postmates app and look for woo wings and try the only chicken wings worthy of carrying the name of the 16 time world heavyweight champion. Woo wings. Be sure to check out rickflairwings.com to become a partner. I don't think he was schooled enough on promos. Uh, and I say that because I think back in the day and this being back in the day in 87, I think we just said, go out and talk. Yeah. Go out and do a promo, talk about, and the guys knew what to talk about, but they didn't have enough practice. And I just think if somebody would have worked with him a little bit closer, he probably would have even been over more than he was. And now fast forward, you know, 20, 30, 40 years later. Yeah. Now they have promo classes. They've got, I mean, everybody's first thing you do is we got to build your character. We got to get you comfortable on the mic. And like you said, Mm -hmm. a lot of guys got just fed to the wolves back then. Yeah. That's the way it was. I mean, could you imagine back then saying we're going to have a promo class? Right. What the dudes would say, what are you talking about? So I'll give you a perfect example. You do. You do, uh, the podcast. So you didn't know, right? Oh, you didn't know. Yeah. Oh, you didn't know. Whatever it is. Oh, okay. You didn't. Oh, you didn't know. Was road dog over before he started saying, oh, you didn't know. Uh, not as, he started... as he was. Yeah. That that's, that's what, that's what put, put yeah. Brian over. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He was just another one of the Anderson brothers with us. Yeah. Now he talks about it all the time. Yeah. And, and his still mic work got him over. There you go. Period. Perfect example. Mike. He's work. like, I, 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 of all the, of all the Armstrong boys, I'm the, I'm the, the worst wrestler. Yeah. But I can grab a mic. Yeah. And, but he was the most over of all the, of yes. all the Armstrong boys. Yeah. Cause he, like, like we said earlier, yeah. it's, it's the promo. It's sure. the mic work got it. And, and unfortunately who's like we talked about whose career would have been different if they would have had some guidance. Yeah. On the mic. I mean, careers could have been drastically different. Yeah. You know, guidance is one thing and you can, you can push them so far, but either there are also the thing about either you got it or you don't. So I really believe that. Yeah. I mean that just like we pointed out during the show, you saw, uh, you saw Ricky cut him off. I mean, he, he knew that promo wasn't going anywhere. That's right. And I got to save this thing and get out of here. Yeah. Calls Ricky. He just literally said, wait a minute. (laughs) Wait a minute. Let me take over here, Robert. That was his way. What he's trying to say. That was him telling Robert, shut the fuck up for a second. (laughs) Shut the fuck up for a second. Well, that's probably what they're saying about Clone Rad Thompson hanging out with you. Uh, I appreciate you, man. Let me pitch hit. And, uh, you know, Conrad's got to take a break every now and then. Yeah, I know. He's been sick for most of seven weeks for being sick. 
He's been sick for most of 2022. We hope 2023 is much better for him. <laughs> now he gets to vacation from being yeah. sick. That's right. Which means he'll come back sick because right. he's been on vacation. Exactly. So I look forward to working with you in December when he's sick again. <laughs> um, I know me and you is going to do a bonus episode over on ad-free shows. Uh, mm-hmm. We've been having fun with those, interacting yep. with all the, the top guys and top gals over there. Tony, man, I've had a blast, brother. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you. And just like fat guys buttoning up their jeans underneath their bellies, we're desperately out of time. See you next week on What Happened When. We come to you Wednesdays on the Cumulus. But Mondays, we come to you on Patron. That's right, Patron. You can go to patreon.com slash WH Monday and get it right there. And, of course, adfreeshows.com if you want it early without the ads. But I think we do some damn good ads together, Tony Schiavone. I think we do, baby. For myself and Tony Schiavone, thank you. We're desperately out of time.